Hey, I'm in the studio today with Mark Ang. Mark is the leader of Asian Industry B2B. I think I got that right, Mark. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's an organization that engages professionals to impact communities. How, when did you start this? What motivated you to start it? Well, I started in 2017 um, when I was a member and board member of many different organizations. I wanted to plug into a group that was doing something uh, business and also charity, kind okay. of like the Rotary, because my yeah. dad was a Rotarian. Right. I, wanted to, I saw that that model was getting older, um, and I wanted to be around young people and to impact uh, the community that way and with, uh, you know, a business cool. solution. Um, didn't really find that, so I started my own and it's taken <laughs> off. So, you know, God has really blessed our organization and, you know, we started it as a, um, you know, as a uh, um, organization that attracts, you know, people of faith okay. in business and, you know, it's just grown like crazy. So. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, you and I met um, at a screening, a local screening of a film called Trafficked. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd heard about the film. I hadn't had a chance to see it. Uh, it's a powerful film about human trafficking. Your organization sponsored not only that screening, but you've sponsored other screenings. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, you're um, good friends with the producer, um, Conroy Cantor. That is correct. Um, why this film? Okay, you have this organization, business people, mm-hmm. and, and you're trying to impact communities, trying to help people uh, with different issues. But why this topic? Why this film? I think it's a timely topic, first of all. Um, there's been a lot of uh, busts recently. One was in Irvine, which is only a city away from where I live. I live in Tustin. And, uh, of course, that's Southern California, that's Southern California. for those out, outside of Southern California. And Irvine and Tustin are not places where you think there would be human trafficking. Okay. But um, this kind of woke me up to a very intricate ring uh, that is out there that involves you know businesses. It involves gated residences huh. um, and uh, a very quiet underground network that eventually got busted. But it's shocking when you figure out, when you find out um, how intensive that was and how it was right under our noses, kind of like hiding under plain sight type huh. of thing. And it is a national and international issue. This is not something that's just relegated to Southern California. I mean, it's... We've got problem areas. I mean, there's hot spots in each state, and I think my understanding is there are certain regions of the country where it's hotter than others, but this is not just a local, you know, thing. Absolutely. It's everywhere. Yeah. And it's everywhere in the... In the um, if you think about um, a, a young girl who is trafficked, she probably hits as many as like a dozen points of, you know stopping and you know um uh, as she gets moved around you know when people they the, the whole name of the game is to move around so you don't get caught right all right so it is so, it's frequent moving it's, yes. it's it's how long do they stay is there an average of, of where they stay in one location before they get moved that's really just depends it's random and in fact we just did the screening which you were at in san bernardino which uh-huh. that is a hot spot for a transit point okay because there are a lot of motels there uh-huh. and um there's a lot of crime in general, so right, right. the local police enforcement has their uh, hands full, and so you know, um, and a lot of a lot of times the motel owners are in on it as well. Huh. So these type of things, or you know, they turn a blind eye. It just really depends. You cannot 
look at one city and say, oh, this is safe from, you know, from the problem. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's everywhere. It is everywhere. And it's, it's under the radar. I mean, some people know about it. Some people don't know mm-hmm. about it. I guess two questions. First, is there an average age? Um, I don't think there's an average age. Okay. I mean, really, it's all uh, if you it, the the actual number will probably shock you. It's probably around eight or nine, eight or know, nine years old. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's, you see all those missing children. I mean, this a lot wow. of times. Yeah, they oh. are. That's heartbreaking. It is. Now, is it relegated mainly to females, or is it male and female? It's both. Okay. Obviously, the females will be the bigger percentage of it. Right. But you know, young boys are also getting trafficked. Okay. It's a challenge. For law enforcement, it's a challenge for faith-based organizations. It's a challenge for parents, for educators. Um, you know, I see things. Free. I guess I'm more in tune now after seeing mm-hmm. the film, yes. uh, which was a boy. It's a heart-wrenching, powerful film. It's a based on true story. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the film is available. You can see the trailer online. I believe the film was available too. Is it on? Hulu? It's on Amazon. It's on uh, Amazon. Prime. Yes. Okay. So uh-huh. one one can stream that and you know watch uh, the movie in, in its entirety. What I love about the movie is you know I was just telling Amber this. Uh, it really chronicles three women from very different backgrounds. Yes. Uh-huh. From different socioeconomic right. and racial backgrounds and national backgrounds because you know we'll have one girl from Africa, one girl from India, and one girl from the United States from very different situations. And you know the girl in the United States uh, you know probably will shock pe- people that story and you know you'll uh, I hope I'm not spoiling any uh, giving any spoilers here but um, spoiler she, alert. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert. She um was under foster care. That's right. I remember that. Under foster care, the people that were supposed to protect her did not and actually sold her as a commodity. Yeah, I was shocked when I saw I mean, I shouldn't be. Um, maybe I guess I should say a surprise because I know that kind of stuff goes on, mm-hmm. you know, especially traveling both uh, nationally and internationally. Um, but, yeah, I thought that was a very unique take. What, what is it if somebody sees this film? Mm-hmm. What is what is the takeaway that you want? An average person, and they somehow see this, they stream it, you know, and they see it. What is it that you would hope and your organization would be the takeaway? I would hope that the people who watch this video become more informed about uh, tactically the different ways trafficking occurs mm-hmm. and also to be mad and actually do something about the... the Make a difference. Yeah, and yes, exactly. Just like your tagline. And that's uh, so important to have that emotion of sadness, anger, and channel it into something positive and okay. uh, that helps. And sure. And for us, on a larger level, on a macro level, we have many um, of these showings in different geographical areas and open it up to the community so they can see um, this movie, learn about the issue in a deep way. Because that movie, and it's uh, one and a half hours or two hours, mm-hmm. really kind of gives you a crash course of how it happens. Mm-hmm. And when the community is aware and understands how it happens, then they can do something. They can spot, oh, this situation is off. It's just a simple understanding of what goes on. And yes, it's ugly, but we have to know the ugly in order to combat it. Sure. It's almost see something, say something. Exactly. You know, let's come back to that because uh, we are all, like you said, our tagline is, is, are you mad? Are you making a difference? We're all about making a difference, changing the world. Um, and I believe, you know, uh, people listening today want that. They're, you know, it's like, hey, what can I do to make a difference in this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we bring, 
attention to, awareness maybe is a better word, to this heavy topic about, uh, you know, without fear. Um, you mentioned Amber. Uh, she's our intern here at Utah Radio, and she's sitting in with us today. And we had a conversation about this, and, and she was talking about how some of her friends you know, it's almost affecting the way they do life. It's like, oh, I can't go here. I can't do this. I'm, mm. you know, kind of a paranoia almost. So how do we bring the awareness without causing that toxic fear? I think that is something that our society really needs to get better at because we're flooded with negative images constantly. Mm -hmm. So people get kind of overwhelmed and then they shut off. Mm -hmm. And like you said, they can have um, certain um, uh, responses that become more like, let me be a hermit and not engage with the yeah. world, right? Yeah. And that's no good. No, it's not kind at of all. like those people who are psychosomatic who always think, oh, there's something wrong with my health. And mm -hmm. then they create problems. That's, mm -hmm. that's not. I, I think that um, there is a spiritual component to this. I think, you know, um, there's a lot of ugly, but um, we have to know how to how to cope with it, and okay. also to trust God that you know um, we will be okay. Okay, and we need to we need need to actually not be debilitated by fear because our brothers and sisters out there through that fear comes inertia. And we just don't do anything. And then this, the bad guys are out there. They're being active. <laughs> yes. And they're, yes. they're, like I said, hiding in plain sight. Who knows in those situations, maybe uh, if a trafficked girl is in a gated community, she may be brought out to go, you know, shopping for, I don't know, for groceries. Yes, sure. So you're at Stater Brothers and you see, um, you know, something a little off. Right. If people were aware, they could spot that, maybe call the cops, and then save a life, right? So that's that. Keep going with your life. Live on. I mean, yes. I've done a lot of, of uh, international traveling, and sometimes people say, how in the world can you go to these so places? You know, there's so much risk. You know, first of all, I'm a big guy, you know, and I'm that told helps. I'm told I'm I'm an intimidating Italian looking guy, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it does help. But but you can't stop living and yet you can't be paranoid in everything you see. Oh, that could be that could be right. that. It's just having a balance. Exactly. You know, to what you see and, and an awareness. I, I really like that because it's. It is a real thing we can deal with. It's interesting because we actually are going to have um, the opportunity to go into a, a girl's prison, um, which will go unnamed. And I was told um, by some of the leadership there that there's actually, and it's a maximum security kind of situation, mm -hmm. where there's actually some girls that have been trafficked in the prison. Now, I guess I'll ask you that question, and it may be rhetorical, but... To me, it seems like if if a girl has uh, has been trafficked, mm -hmm. why should she be in prison? So there must have been other things around that crime committed or whatever. Is that from your knowledge and your perspective on this? Yes, a lot of people think um, of the you know trafficking issue as possibly black and white. You've got uh -huh. a person that's doing the trafficking and then the trafficked, which mm -hmm. obviously. Um, that's the case. You know, sure. Really, they're taken away from their homes. But through the course of things, you you end up having um, you know some girls in the ring become kind of the connectors. Okay. So a lot of times, you know, a, a girl can get trafficked through making an online friend that's another female who says it's safe to engage with a pimp. Okay. And that's kind of how. You know, maybe some of the girls in in the prison may have been accessories to the crime. Okay, so that's one possibility. That's a, okay. Right that there. makes now that makes perfect sense. You know, and and it's 
it's hard for me to believe. I mean, I, obviously it happens. Um, and in the movie itself, I'm, I'm sure you saw that scene in the beginning, which, a uh, spoiler alert again, yeah. but there was the lady who, you know, um, um, in the Indian brothel, who right. was kind of managing the, the young girls. Right. So, you know, they call them mama sons, yeah. they call them whatever, yeah. you know, um, so... In our modern American society, um, that exists in, a, in the form of other girls, usually of the same age. So we're talking about teenagers huh. that have a friend that's like, you know, they're like, oh, how did you buy that nice handbag? Oh, you know, well, come meet my friend. Yeah, and then that's yeah. where it starts. Yeah. And then they get hooked on drugs and they hook, you know, on um, an addiction to a certain lifestyle that is portrayed as glamorous mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. you know oh there's it's easy money or, mm-hmm. you know and that's kind of where um people can fall in and then the other one is the romeo scam you know you have a boyfriend that is uh you know that's all sweet and gives you know gifts and chocolate and all of that for a few <laughs> months then suddenly turns like jekyll and hyde and huh. then says well you know why don't you hook up with one of my friends and then that's where it starts and then you know, it's uh, it's it's heartbreaking. But this, yeah, I, that, I was going to say that earlier. It's heartbreaking to think that somebody like one uh, teenage girl would turn on another one. You know, for that, and 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 it's almost like you've experienced it. Why would you want to bring somebody else into this? Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the world in which we live. And what, what can we? Uh, we've opened the door. We've kind of given a broad overview, and we're going to have to talk more about mm-hmm. this because the topic warrants it. But what can we practically do to be able to to make a difference in our world when it comes to human trafficking? And and I know, you know, obviously we could talk about law enforcement, but but somebody just just your average person, you know, that's that's going to college or whatever. And and what can what can they do? What can we do mm-hmm. um, as we live our lives? But we we want to bring awareness to this, and we want to we want to make a difference. I think it's important for us to get connected to our communities. The community right. is the biggest way to blockade all of this. Because if a community all knows each other, and uh-huh. you know, I know that's lacking in Southern California, which is very big, spread out, and impersonal. Because we're all in our cars, we have, you know, thankfully the church. We have church communities. We have interest communities, sports communities. Sports, yeah, yeah, and, and that's exactly. across the all country. Interest, Although yeah. some, we're probably a more, a little bit more isolated here than in other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. But there's these communities that are there. I'd say be active in those communities and uh, talk to people and discuss these issues and know what's going on. Know what's going on in that motel down the street that seems a little iffy and Mm -hmm. keep your eye out. Or, you know, um, when... When you're in the the store, when you are, you know, at um, a public uh, park to spot things and to call it out if, if needed. Okay, okay. So it's not really something that you would see on your campus... Because uh, somebody who's trafficked is not going to be able to go to school, or are they? Well, yes. And I'd like to definitely bring that up. When high schools and colleges, um, there, there is, it's, that's, a, that's a hotbed for, for you know, these uh, traffickers to... For recruitment. F- exactly, to recruit 
And like I said, you know, you're in school and you're just going about your day and you see that girl that's, uh, you know, uh, that's dressed real nice. And you're like, how does she buy all that stuff? Why can't she just get anything she wants? You know, I have to go to my, 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 my mom and dad for my allowance and, you know, (laughs) and so the allure of things that are maybe shiny and, you know, that's, that's why it's important as parents for parents to talk to their kids, for kids to talk to their parents, to, Really um, be skeptical when you know going on on an off campus party, for example, sure. things like that. So it's it's not isolated, really. I mean, I guess you could see the film or you could see something online, a report mm-hmm. or whatever, and think, well, this is kind of an isolated. I mean, it's it's a national, international, but it's it would never happen on my campus, but it mm-hmm. is. So then you okay if you see something, you mentioned parks, the mall, a grocery mm-hmm. store, uh, school. Mm-hmm. If you see something. What do you do? Who do you go to? There is a hotline, and uh, I don't have that number handy right now, but, you know, we can... uh, We'll put it up on our website. Please do. If you go to utahradio.com, you'll find it there. There's a hotline where you can talk to people and report something that is off kilter. Definitely talk to the leaders within your community, people that have, you know, for example, your principal, your teachers, your, um, you know, people that are vetted and are in the community. Um, Law enforcement, pastor, whatever, whatever. exactly. Okay. All of the coach, exactly. You know what? So obviously, I mean, this is the underspoken thing, but don't go try to intervene or do something. Yeah. Tell somebody else it's trained, it's equipped, exactly. It's, it, because it's a bigger issue and it's a personal safety issue. Mm-hmm. But don't ignore it. Don't pretend like oh, there's mm-hmm. you know, well, somebody else will take care of it. If you see something, better to say something to somebody who can filter it and look yes. into it then to just let it happen but don't try to intervene exactly it's, because that it's not the safest thing to do mm-hmm. so so we can make a difference and and um in helping you and again we want to remind you that if you do go to utalkradio.com we will post some of these different resources mm-hmm. the hotline and other things and and uh, some blogs to be able to to inform you what you can do how you can maybe even signs you know what here's some mm-hmm. signs to look for if you see this this or this mm-hmm. it could be not necessarily but it could be somebody who's mm-hmm. being trafficked absolutely a lot of times it's young girls that don't have like the love okay. from their parents or right. from, you know, or they feel that they have to get that from a boy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these people are trained um, to basically their love scams at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, to offer that love, that yes. missing love. Yeah, exactly. So it's really important to have something, you know, other than that. And, you know, friendship. Uh, parents' love, a connection with God. I mean, all of these community. things. Community. You mentioned yes. that earlier, being connecting your community. Here's another example of it's important for all of us to have some kind of community, mm-hmm. even if it's, you know, four, five, six people, maybe it's two other people, but a community where we can feel loved, we can feel like we matter, mm-hmm. we can feel like we're accepted, and, and it's a group we can trust. Yep. And that's the best antidote to this problem. Yeah. No. Mark, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to be here in the Utah studio. And again, we appreciate what you and your colleagues are doing through the Asian industry B2B uh, and impacting communities. We're right alongside you there. We'll have to continue our conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are struggling um, with this, uh, maybe you've 
avoided it or whatever, get a hold of us. You can get a hold of us on social media at Utah Radio. You can call us, 855-508-8255. That's 855-50-U-Talk. Reach out to us, utahradio.com website. Just do something. We're here to help you. Uh, we want to be uh, that source where we can help you make a difference, but also help you if you're struggling with this. Um, Again, Mark, thank you, and we'll look forward to future conversations. Thank you, Steve. You Talk Radio.